It's the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, hour number two on your Tuesday afternoon, the final day of June for 2020. 547-1610 is the number to get involved. You can also hit us up via email at 610kona.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say on our free mobile app as well, where we've got a few messages today that's available free through the Google Play and the Apple Store, also on Twitter at Bottom Line 610 and on Parlor at the bottom line at 610. Going to the phones. You're up on the program. Thanks for your patience. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Bill from Walla What's on your mind, Bill? Well, you know, I think as far as heckling is concerned, the citizens really have no, very little ways of, of speaking to the, the governor face-to-face. And I think sometimes you can't embarrass yourself doing that. And even if it's a little bit controversial, sometimes it does look bad. But I think that the leaders can reach a threshold of things that are considered to be somewhat against the people, going completely against the system of working with legislature and that kind of thing, Um, from the car tabs, running for president on on Washington's taxpayer dime to a point. Uh, So I think today that's the only way those people could get that out. And I think we've reached a level to where we are justified in that much frustration in that atmosphere. And, you know, Bill, I don't disagree with you. I agree with everything you said. Very, very well said, every aspect of it. One of the things interesting that you brought up, the local leaders that the governor met with today did not include any of the state representation. No. No state senators, state representatives. No. Absolutely. Representative Matt Banke put that out not to about an hour ago on social media that he didn't invite any of the local legislative representatives to this meeting. And you would think that, yes, you've got representatives from the counties and the cities that were there. Yeah. But those elected representatives at the state level from those areas, why weren't they invited? Why wouldn't they have gotten an invitation to be there to hear about what's going on? Because... They represent a larger swath of constituents than at the city and the county level. I mean, they're representing combinations of cities. So why wouldn't they have been invited district representation into those meetings? No one from the 8th, no one from the ninth, no one from the 16th was invited to, to, to that meeting today. The only thing I can think of is, you know, right or wrong, the only thing I can think of is that when you are dealing with variance applications for reopening because of the COVID pandemic, those decisions are made at the city and county level, the health district, um, you know, the, the, obviously the county commissioners need to sign off on, on the applications and anything like that. And uh, with input from the cities and the state representation doesn't really have anything to do with that again, right or wrong. But I think that that, probably played into it but here's the thing and this is this goes to another level as to where we have heard from state legislators throughout this whole thing 
that there has been zero communication between the legislature and the governor's office regarding all this. Now, while you may say, and, and you're right, that a lot of these variances are created at the local level, the state legislators at least can be a conduit. They can be a liaison. They could be there to not only explain how things are working at the state level, but also be able to speak because Matt Banky was a city councilman. Senator Sharon Brown was a city councilwoman. They rep- they had representation in local government, so they know how that element operates as well. So why wouldn't you have individuals that have combination of experience in both in that meeting to be able to be a bridge between what's going on at one level and how it's affecting another level and be able to have some input? And that's one of the things that the governor has been criticized significantly on is the lack of work with the state legislature on implementing things and even getting the word out to the local areas. So it sh- they should have been there. I, you know, I, I, I'm not as fired up about that as as you are. And, and I don't know the, the answer to this. Uh, honestly, I'll try to do some research on it uh, before the hour's up. Um, I don't know that when... If we're looking apples to apples here, I don't know that any of the legislative leaders were in Yakima either for his meetings there. They I th- probably weren't. I think it was. I think it was city and county uh, and health district, obviously, uh, leaders. So in that respect, I guess he's consistent. I'm not again not saying it's right or wrong, but you know, if, if he was dealing with something that the legislature was also dealing with, which they're not because they're not in session, you can argue that they should be, but. But it shows you the disconnect in, 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 in the levels. Oh, no doubt. No, if there's one thing that we all agree on is Inslee is disconnected. That's for sure. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is Sean from Ben City. Hi, Sean. So a couple of questions for you guys. Was, was Ben Didier there with, with part of the representative from, our, from Franklin County? I do not believe, I don't believe Commissioner Didier was there, no. Okay, appreciate it. You know, we have had a we have had instances where the governor has held press conferences and he hasn't been aware that his distance from the microphone has had an impact on um him not being heard. Yeah. Do I think the hecklers would have eventually forced him inside? Probably. Um, yeah. I, I think at the rate it was going and the fact that he was getting out a couple of words and a sentence or two and then there was heckling in the background, it, it may have forced him inside or it may have forced him to cut cut it short like was like what was alleged uh, by the Seattle PI. Yeah, what the what that, the Associated Press is quote unquote reporting happened. Yeah, and that, that that's what you know, and that's not what happened. But do I think that he may have just kind of Stop the press conference, possibly. The wind was enough of a factor to force him inside. But again, you know, he's having a press conference wearing a mask, and the mask helps mute what's coming out of his mouth. If he doesn't realize that, and somebody and the people on his team aren't making him aware, hey, Governor, when you're wearing your mask, you need to get closer to the microphone so that people can hear what you're saying, then that's a failure on their part as well. But 
you know, uh, let me let me let me just offer a, a slight, slightly offshoot take on this. Um, I I I would agree that at some point, if there was no wind, that um, the hecklers would have uh, forced the issue, so to speak. Here's what I think would have happened. Kennewick Police Chief Ken Honberg was there. I think you would have seen either him or somebody else uh, get up to the microphone and say, hey, you have the, the First Amendment right to do this, but nobody can hear what the governor is saying. Can you let the governor speak? That's what I think probably would have happened first and then possibly a move inside. But it was all those factors. It was Inslee wearing a mask in the wind, a foot from the microphone, and hecklers were going. Nobody could hear anything. 547-1610 is the number. 509-547-1610. Want to get a couple emails out there that we received. Derek and Pasco sent us an email. Jane came over here today to continue to ignore and hide from his big problem in Seattle, but did not help us with ours. Let us work. Let us live. Uh, from our app that's available free mm-hmm. from the Google Play and the Apple Store, uh, Coach Michelle said, Are the death rates increasing in our counties? Or Walla Walla or even Spokane to justify keeping us in phase one or rolling backwards. Again, we have more cases, even more hospitalization being pushed from Yakima to Tri-Cities. And to answer that, Michelle, no. The death counts are not increasing. No. They're Thanks, not increasing in our area at thankfully. all. Thankfully. Um, you know, we have one death in Benton County. No new deaths in Franklin County. Uh, one death was reassigned. The deaths of two women were reassigned from Benton to Franklin. Um, but you know, we're, we're, our deaths continue to remain very low. Many days at zero, some it's one, some it's two, Yes, but we're not to, I mean, we've had, uh, we had a point that we had nine reported yeah. over, over a period. Right. So no, our deaths are not high. No. And cases are up. Cases are up, but testing is up. And testing is up and hospitalizations are up. And hospitalizations and so, are up as well. So there is that concern. Again, I'm not defending anybody, but here's the situation. We have fewer bed space than we did a couple of weeks ago. We have more people being tested, and yes, more positive cases. There is a potential that some of those people may need to be hospitalized for that. And look, when you have when you have uh, Harborview Medical Center in Seattle already taking in patients from Yakima, from Wenatchee. The Central Washington hospitals, Ellensburg, Central Washington hospitals are are strained beyond belief, so much so that patients are being transferred to Harborview. Thankfully, they can take them there. Mm-hmm. That is a major concern. Do we want that here? We're we're on the cusp of it, you know, and that that is that but is an issue. One of the other things to get out there too is that while the governor in his press conference today alluded to the fact that ICU beds are running short in the Tri Cities, not everyone who is in ICU has COVID nineteen. No, but if there's no place to put any new COVID ICU patients, then what? You're right. But here's the other thing: to think that the health professionals around here do not have a plan. True. Would be would would be naive as well. They've had a plan in place for this since the beginning, no doubt. So I am sure that the health professionals at Lords, Cadillac, Trios, and Prosser Memorial, they are certainly they've been on top of this since the beginning. And if we do need to expand or we do need to work up some facilities, 
they've already got a plan in place on how to make that work. So I have full faith in them that if we do get to that point, they've already got something in the works to make it work. And get in by phone. Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610kona 547 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Contact Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance. If you want to take advantage of everything American Family Insurance has to offer, beginning tomorrow, all of their auto customers receive 10% off their premiums for their auto insurance for the rest of the year. They've already given plenty back to their customers uh, through auto policies as it is with less traffic on the roads due to COVID-19. But they've got great homeowners, also life insurance, small business insurance, and farm insurance as well. He's the only American Star Certified Rated Agent for American Family Insurance in the Tri-Cities. Visit his website, jasonhoag.com, and see what American Family Insurance can do for you and your family through all the different programs they have. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Bird Dog Larry, Benton City. Larry, what's up? You know, the conspiracy theory. The reason why he had a press conference over here is because they took down CHOP. No, they haven't taken it down yet, man. They're still fighting it. Well, you know, I, I, th- I thought I saw an attack on that. Yep, they, they've t- tried to take some of the, the – they took some of the barricades down, and then protesters put up some makeshift barricades, and so uh, they're, they're fighting that coming down as far as they can. Believe me, it's not gone yet. Well, that, that's why he came over here today, to hide. <laughs> well, if, if that was the case, he did a poor job of it because then he just got heckled. So five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. So getting everybody caught up in case you joined the program late. Um, Governor Inslee, Dr. John Weisman, who we didn't hear hardly anything from, by the way, um, said that they met with local leaders. Elected officials, health department people had good conversations, thought that we were doing a lot of good things, but we need to do it for a longer period of time before they feel comfortable moving us out of phase one, whether it's phase two, modified phase one, anything, something. And they will continue to monitor and let us know as soon as they let us know. Um And that is uh, disheartening for many people uh, because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons. And the governor, you know, noted this, that at one point he addressed the, the balance between trying to tackle the virus here, which is very prevalent here. There's no doubt about it. Our cases are still sky high despite the news today that it's uh, it's lower today. The trend still is very high. There's a balance between getting a handle on the virus here locally and opening up businesses, the economic part of it, and just the mental side of it. I mean, that is a huge thing. And I don't think enough is being talked about that. There is a, there is a mental side to this that people around here are wondering when we're ever going to get out of it. We will, but people are wondering 
look, it's been four months, you know, the, since since his stay-at-home order went into effect. We're one of the last places, along with Yakima, to get out of the basement and open something up. So there's an economic aspect. There's a balance to that. There's a balance to, you know, the mental side of it and obviously trying to fight the the coronavirus on top of that. And and Jay Inslee mentioned that, you know, he he did mention that he he did say it is a balancing act and and they are looking hard at it. He says, I mean, you can believe him or not, but that's what that's what he said. And that he he even mentioned the thought of if we open up a little bit, would people be more apt to get behind the mask initiative? And I, I thought that is an interesting take. Now, I don't know if he came up with that or if, if Dr. Wiesman did or who did. But, yeah, there, there's a part of it, too. And that's when I think another thing that that people were hoping for to hear today was, OK, we'll give you we'll give you some things. But look, you've got to work much harder and, and we'll reassess things in two weeks and then we might move you to two. That would have been great to hear. That would have, that that would have made the community feel better. That you know that, that there was still something on the horizon there to look forward to. But we didn't. You know, it, I still think it's possible. It just didn't come today, and that's really frustrating for people. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K and A. Your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max bothering you from Kennewick again. <laughs> What's going on, I, Max? Well, I think your last point there was an excellent one. I wasn't at the governor's press conference, so I can't speak to his attitude about it. But rather than heckle him, I think it would have been awfully nice if we had a group of business people and community leaders present a strong case to him about, look, here's how many jobs have been lost. Here's been the financial impact. Here's our concerns if this goes forward much longer. Why don't you exert some leadership and take a chance? And open us up conditionally instead of following the herd and crying wolf and saying, we've got to shut everything down. We're all going to die. Well, Max, I, it, it's a great point, And that did happen behind closed doors. Yeah. And you know, me- that, that, what we heard was was the public thing behind closed doors. He did meet with elected officials, health health district people, local organizations, and that message was clear. And I think Dr. Amy Person said something, and she might have revealed a little bit of that in her comments that she made behind the microphone Yeah, when she talked about the mental health aspect. Yes. And we know that there's been an increase in certain crimes here since the lock, since COVID-19 has come into play. Yes. And I'm sure that that was conveyed to him as well. And the governor acknowledged that also. So, you know, I think that they did deliver a message to him in that meeting before his press conference that he was well aware of everything that's going on. And, of course, the irony of this is only 39 new cases between the two counties, the lowest since June 3rd, revealed today on the heels of the governor saying we're standing pat. Now, if we keep this going in this direction... Then maybe in a week, maybe two at the most, we can move into 1.5 or 2. Yes. If we maintain this level with testing and the small amount of cases, if the hospital load decreases 
And if the, 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 the mortality stays as low as it is, we've got a shot at this sooner than later, hopefully. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. So, all this going on, certainly a lot of people, um, maybe a little ramped up. Maybe having a little difficulty uh, getting a good night's sleep. Well, if you're having a difficulty and you've tried over-the-counter stuff and it's not working for you or you don't like the way you feel when you wake up, stop by CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick and try CB Night. CB Night is made with CBN. And if you're familiar with CBD oil... It takes a while to break down the body. Well, the nanotechnology that CBD American Shaman uses breaks down that CBD oil quickly, and it helps for an easier way for your body to metabolize it and to get into your system. Try CB Night with CBD American Shaman and see if that is the cure for you for restless nights and You'll wake up without that groggy feeling that some of the over-counters give you. Stop by CBD American Shaman for more information on CB Night today. You're up on the bottom line, New, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Are uh, you talking to me, Clint? Talking to you. What's up? Hey, um, so to get off the, uh, the topic of uh, Comrade de Blasio, um, the, so I just had something happen at work. Um, last week I was at my boss's office. And I showed him my fishing hat, and it's got a face mask. And he's like, hey, why don't you order 10 of those to see if the crews would like it? I go, okay. So this afternoon I'm on my email, and I sent my boss an email on a different topic, um, catch him up on a project I'm working on. And I get a thing on my email that says, uh, check tasks that you have from this individual. And I'm like, I don't have any tasks from that individual. I hit the email thing, and it said, hey, why don't – it said, from this person, why don't you order 10 of those to see if the crews would like them? He never sent me an email. He never sent me a text message. It was just uh, a conversation we had. The only thing I can figure out is, you know, I have my phone generally on me most of the time. It's a work phone. Um, and so that was then translated into a task. But how did it know that it was from my boss? This kind of thing. And I'm just, you guys have more resources than I do. I'm wondering if you can figure out a way to turn that type of whatever's in my phone off to where that doesn't happen. <laughs> just, and just like a, a, a you know public service type thing for people to watch what they're saying in front of their phone, you know, like if you're venting on what the governor is doing and you make some sort of, you know, offhanded threat that you'd never follow through with, what's to say your phone's not going to send that as a, you know, a task that you have to the police department and, you know, turn it into something that is out of context or something. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, you explained it well. I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense what what happened, and I don't know. Uh, we can we'll we'll look into that, and uh, and we'll we'll update you if we find anything out. All I can say is, uh, and this isn't meant as as you know to be funny, but they're called smartphones for a reason. <laughs> you know, the technology there that uh, maybe we don't know exactly all the technology that we have in those uh, in those phones. Hard to say. Appreciate the call, though. 547-1610 is the number. 509-547-1610. You can email us, too, by going to the website, 
610-KONA.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Back to the phones we go. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Ray from West Richland. And I just want to touch base on a couple things listening off and on today. Absolutely feel like my head's going to pop off my shoulders listening to the show uh, in a good way for you guys. But uh, how can these guys, these business owners, these small business owners go to places like Costco and Home Depot and see the absolute sea of humanity and not just be mad about the fact that they can't open their small business. It seems like these large corporations are just swimming in the money. And then on the Inslee visit today, you know, I can see why there's a lot of people upset based on that. But also, this guy is representing the most corrupt, lying political party that has ever been seen. And how could any of us be happy with the fact that he's he's uh, representing that and then listen to what he's got to say and understand or believe anything that comes out of that guy's mouth? That's that's just kind of my comments I have for today. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Uh, addressing the first thing. Uh, and it was brought up in the uh, in the news conference that uh, it, some of you may recall, and, and those that listen in Yakima County will know that uh, Inslee did make a directive uh, for uh, for businesses to in Yakima County to uh, require face masks of people that come in. These are the essential businesses because they're still in phase one, just like we are. So the question was. Would he consider a similar directive here? And uh, he he basically said that he would consider it. He hasn't. He wasn't going to do it today, uh, or whatever. I think that again. Look, I'm not trying to defend the guy. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to understand the situation, just like everybody else. My best guess is that again, he made the directive in Yakima because they were way underwater on these on these cases. Uh, things are starting to improve there, and uh, their their case counts are starting to level off. Their their percent of positives is improving slightly in Yakima because of the things that they're that they're doing there. We're doing things here too, uh, and and hopefully that will lead to better things here in the next week or two. That's kind of the indication that we got from from Inslee. I don't. As much as I dislike that guy, certainly his his politics and just his sheer buffoonery, um, I don't think that he's out to get us. I don't think he's he's targeting Benton and Franklin and Yakima counties to keep us down. I think that he's looking at it as... Yeah, I don't know that he's going to bend over backwards to help us necessarily, but I think that he has been fairly consistent. If you if you can look at it objectively, and I know that's really difficult. Everything is politically charged right now. If you can look at it objectively, that King County was in phase 1.5 forever, and it was only after they got help with testing and different things, you know, mask directives and things like that, were that they were able to move into phase 1.5. Yakima hasn't even applied for anything out of phase one. I, I think that, again, whether you like him or not, I think that 
especially when he's got somebody like Dr. Wiesman talking to him, who I do think um, has got his you-know-what together, um, Wies- Dr. Wiesman, that they are they are trying to balance the safety, the resources, and wanting people, you know, wanting to open things up. I, I really, I really believe that. And I know many people are going to disagree with me on that, but th- I do get the sense that that is the case. If it was only Inslee that made the decision, which it's not, it's actually the health department, the state health department. If it was only Inslee, I would say it's more politically motivated. I do think that Inslee shades much more towards the the case counts and, and the doom and gloom. And, you know, we need to wrap everybody in bubble wrap, uh, you know, so they don't get the virus and, and all this. I think that he 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 shades much. He, he looks at that much more than he does what it's doing to the economy, what it's doing to the mental health of the people are in this region. Um, but that's where people like Dr. Wiesman and certainly the local people. I mean, Dr. Amy Person has been talking about this for several weeks, the the mental aspect of, you know, the, the mental drain, the mental toll that, that all this is taking on this community. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Yeah, this is Art here from Kennewick. You know, uh, with Inslee not opening up these businesses and the shortage of revenue that we're uh, going to be having, you know, where is the money going to come from? I think they said there's a little bit of reserve, but, you know, uh, is it going to be a state income tax uh, where they're going to force people pretty much to uh, uh, take other taxes? Sales tax going to go up along with it, you know, to provide services? Uh, you know, I I just don't know. And then with all these businesses that are going to go belly up, we know there a bunch of them are going to go belly up. Uh, has Inslee thought of that? You would certainly think he has. I'll uh, go ahead and sign off. Thanks. Appreciate the call. And, yeah, I mean, I think the answer is pretty clear because um, former speaker, state speaker of the House, uh, Frank Chop, representative, from the west side has already introduced um, a plan for the next legislative session. And yes, there is a state income tax or, uh, you know, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, a uh, capital gains tax and income tax. Yes, that is that is uh, one of the ways that they want to get back to where we were fiscally at the state level. So whether that's, you know, I know that Nobody likes that idea, but again, <laughs> what's the old phrase, Rob? Never let a good uh, tragedy go to waste or, or a conflict go to waste. Um, so, yeah, there are there are politicians in this state that are going to use this to push forth a state income tax because we need it. There's no other way to do this. There's no other way to to get out of this pandemic. And they may even they may even, uh, you know, phrase it and frame it as, well, this will just be for two years, this two-year budget cycle. And then magically it'll get re-upped and, or, you know, something like that. I'm sure that that's the method that, that they will use, that there's no other choice in the state of Washington. We've been decimated 
by COVID-19, you know, small businesses, then they'll care about small businesses, uh, are, are closing all across. You know, our revenue is is gone uh, be, while, we, while we fought this pandemic. So there's no choice but to, to enact a capital gains tax slash state income tax. Yeah, I, I fully expect that to, to be on the agenda come January. 547-1610 is the number, 509-547-1610. One more segment to go. You can email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Final segment of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610-509-547-1610. You can email us too by going to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page, send us your question or your comment. Well, it was an interesting day to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, we'll see what happens. All we can do um, is uh, continue on. I mean, look, wearing masks isn't comfortable. It's not pleasant. And for those people that have health conditions that prevent them from wearing masks, they don't have to wear a mask. Um, you know, if Yakima has seen a turnaround, and again, this is not... This is not a cure. No one is saying that wearing a mask is going to cure coronavirus. Um, Vaccinations are still being worked on. Other treatments are still being worked on. Remdesivir, there was just uh, a thing yesterday about it moving forward in trials against Um, COVID-19. This is not being put forward as a cure. It's being put forward as a way for us to be able to possibly get our businesses open and begin to resume some aspect of normal life if we wear one, not 24-7, when we go into a public place. You know, it, it really is pretty crazy. Um, so if we can begin to... Take some steps, and as much as we may not like them, okay, and and yes, I'm saying this. There's a lot of things in this world, and just think for a second. Go back and think. Think back over the last year. How many things have you done that you have not necessarily wanted to do or liked to do, but you've done them for the sake of something else? Whether it's been because your significant other asked you, or a friend asked you to do something that maybe you really weren't, but you you wanted to help them, so you did. The, the wearing a mask is not. 
this is not the you're not being asked to change your political affiliation you're not being asked to sacrifice your ideology you're not being asked to give up your god you're not being asked to give up all these other things wearing a mask for 10 to 15 minutes when you're inside of a store is not the end of the world and i can tell you right now i i i am as conservative as it comes on a lot of things if i'm going to plant something in the ground and stand on it it's not going to be over a mask. There are more important things, in my opinion, to plant a flag on and stand on in principle than wearing a mask. Because at this point in time, they're practically mandated for everybody that works right now. In every industry that's there. They have to wear them. They don't have a choice. And some of them are wearing them for eight hours a day. They don't have a choice. They have to wear them. Be asked and encouraged to wear one for 10 minutes when you go in to buy something is not the end of the world. There's a hell of a lot of things out there that I will plant a flag in the ground on and stand 100% and not budge an inch. Being asked to wear a mask for 10 minutes when I go into a store is not one of those things that I'm going to fall on a sword for. If you feel that way, it's your prerogative. You can feel that way. I don't agree with it. The only way we're going to get on the other side of this is to do something we may not necessarily like, but it's not going to kill us. It's not going to prevent us from doing anything other than moving forward. And if there's people out in the audience that like me a little bit less because of that, well, I've had a lot of people like me a little bit less for other things, too. <laughs> a lot of other things, too. It's just we've got some point in time. You can only bang your head into a wall enough until you start bleeding out. Enough's enough. This is not the worst thing in the world to be asked to do. It's not the worst thing in the world to be asked to do. Watch our businesses not reopen is a hell of a lot worse than wearing a mask. Watching people not working and still not getting checks from ESD because of their screw-up is a heck of a lot worse. Watching people battle other issues as a result of this because we can't move forward is a heck of a lot worse than putting on a mask for 10 minutes when you go into Home Depot or Walmart I said yesterday, I went to Walmart. Walmart, people were notorious for not wearing masks for months. Twice on Saturday. 75% of the people in Walmart wearing masks. In Kennewick, at least. 75% at least wearing masks. It is not the worst thing we're being asked to do right now. So at some point in time, think about the business owners Think about the other people who can't open their doors right now. Those are the people that we keep talking about need our help and need our support. This is the best way right now we can support them. You might not like doing it. It might suck. You might hate it. But if it's going to get them open, it's going to get our economy going. It's going to get people out and it's going to give people hope that we're moving forward. It's the easiest thing, and it's well within our control to do. I'm done. Ran over.
Yeah, what he said. Afternoon reports next.